I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, Allison, it's about, let's say, boils. Boils. Yeah. Big old boils. I actually have a question for you. Uh huh. What is a boil? <laughs> what is a boil? Yeah. It's like a like a little protruding friend, right? On your skin. So what's the difference between a boil and a pimple? Um hmm. I don't think you can pop a boil. Ooh. <laughs> Allison, if you worked hard enough, you can pop anything. <laughs> I don't. I guess so, but I don't know that a boil has any fluid in it. You're not going to get that satisfying spurt. Ooh, what does it have in it then? I don't think it has anything in it. Oh, it's just a friend. It's just a friend, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I don't want it. Well, you don't have I to thought, have it. I thought a. I thought a boil was like it went pimple cis boil oh i don't know you know no, well that's not true you can't have boils lanced can't you yeah can you? yeah so maybe you're right maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm thinking of just like a regular friend <laughs> <laughs> a regular friend that gets under your skin and stays there yeah i love it uh this this has gotten gross already my dude oh, yeah <laughs> What episode did we watch of The X-Files, the TV series? Oh, boy. We watched season seven, episode 14, called Thief. Uh, Here's the description. Mulder and Skelly delve into the world of occult practices, including voodoo and hexcraft, while investigating a series of grisly moiters. Oh, those moiters. Just, you know, sometimes there's a moiterer. (sighs) Now, we... Space Cadets have come off of the worst episode of the X-Files we have ever watched, correct? Uh Yeah. That was first-person shooter. Correct. And I thought, you know, X-Files, you gotta gotta win me back. You gotta give me something something. Um, But instead of that, they gave me just, like, this perfect, beautiful, uh, white, well-off family. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. Look, they're rich. They have a staircase, a sweeping staircase in their front foyer. He's won an award. (laughs) Man, gosh, I wanted so much to see that piece of glass go through a dude. Oh, God, that would have been great. Like, used as a guillotine? Yeah. So good. (gasps) Yes. If this was a whole... Let me just do a how it should have ended right now. Okay. It's just about killing the rich and eating them. I love it. Done. <laughs> so we get a family. They got a mumsy, a dadsy, a kidsy, and a grandpa? Yeah, it's the the wife's father. Yes. And this man, this, the father has won a award. Physician of the year. Mm, position of the year? F- physician. Oh. <laughs> you think this guy's going to win position of the year? <laughs> yes, for missionary, because that's all he does. <laughs> no, that's not fair. Probably a little doggy style, because sometimes they just don't want to look at each other. Yeah, yep. Sometimes you just don't want to. <laughs> and you know what? You shouldn't have to. No. <laughs> that's when I use the 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 towel over the face. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> so they come home. Doctor has won an award. Everyone's just, like, talking about how lucky this son of a bitch has been. Cool, I guess. Real thrilling. I'm proud of you. And then we see a dirt boy. Oh, just a little perfect dirt boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pigpen was taking a nap. Oh, my God. <laughs> and... This dirt, where was this dirt boy? I don't remember. It was in the grandpa's bed. Yeah. Oh. Under the sheets. Did he just, he just snuggled in? 
You should start doing that in your guest bedroom. Oh, really? Just put a little dirt boy in there. <laughs> oh, him? He's just your dirt boy. It's your complimentary dirt boy. <laughs> I do have a lot of dirt that my dog eats outside, so I guess I could just transplant that into the bed. Yeah, there you go. One dog, one dirt boy. I mean, your dog is kind of like a complimentary dirt boy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he's been eating a lot of dirt lately. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. I just assume things have died in the dirt, correct? Uh, I mean, that's what it is. That's what dirt is. It's just dead bodies. What? You know, all dirt is just dead things. <laughs> that's science. Wait, so what's sand? <laughs> dead ocean things oh yeah now i have a question for you Mm -hmm. birds birds is sky creatures yeah so when they die what do they create well they fall down to the ground or the or the ocean or the ocean so they just kind of you know they just mix in wherever they happen to fall got it got it got it got it okay you know what? I'm so glad you, a scientist, Allison, are on this podcast so we can really get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, I'm very helpful. <laughs> so there's a dirt boy. The, the The grandpapa gets very scared. And then there is also a very scary man who goes up behind him. Mm-hmm. And um, the doctor of the family gets up because the alarm is set off. Is it? The house no, the, alarm? No, the motion detector gets set off, but not the alarm. Oh, and then he founds his grandpapa, the grandpapa dead. Yes, he is uh, hanging in the front hall with his throat slit, and on the wall in red is written the word thief. It is spelled T-H-E-E-F. And for a doctor, he's very bad at dead people, my dude. Yeah, he's re- he is not great at it. No, 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 no. Oh, can I tell you, like, a, a, a personal ghost story? Yes, please. So we have a nest, not a bird nest, but an electronic nest in our house. Okay. And it's, it, it tells us the temperature, like it's our thermostat, right? Mm-hmm. But we also have this feature uh, out upstairs in our hallway where if you pass by it, it will turn on a nightlight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it registers in the nest, in the, in the computer... When that light turned on. Oh, no. Allison, it's it, it's been on when we are not, you know, up and about. Is your good little dirt boy tripping it? No, I th- I would think dirt boy's so tiny. This has to be a full-fledged, like, little gremlin. No. Yeah. Like, Spooky. okay, I get it. Like, I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to take a piss. Sure. Yeah. And But I remember when I take a piss. Do you? Yes. Because I wake up the next morning, my bladder's not full. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that was a 3 o'clocker. Yeah. <laughs> if that's when the birds start chirping and I go take a piss. But, like, sometimes it's like, hey, Ness told me that someone is walking around my hallway at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the morning. Does hmm. your partner sleepwalk? No. Are you sure? Yes. Well, uh, I'm thinking uh, attic friend. Attic friend! You've heard those stories, huh? Uh, never should have told you that story about the banana. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. Because <laughs> the attic, Alan, Allison, the attic door is right in front of the nest. What's in your attic? I don't know. You've never been up there? Yeah, I mean, I guess you got a friend up there. <laughs> Allison, do I just leave, do I leave them little, like, cans of soup? Yeah. <laughs> like, what should I do? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Ghost friend. I don't You're gonna like. have to move, I think. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like, I'm a homeowner. <laughs> I can't afford things. Can you own what you don't see? <laughs> Equity, my dude. Okay. <laughs> thief is a th- he's a thief. He's a thief. Now, uh do 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 Dan Quayle joke alert. Di- <laughs> <laughs> I 
I did not catch it. Really? Friend yeah. of the podcast, friend of the podcast, friend of you and me, Mr. Dan Quayle, <laughs> our our beloved, what was he, a senator? Oh, yeah, something. Our beloved presidential candidate. Uh, so Mulder, Mulder and Scully investigates this m- mortar, and they see thief is written up, and it's spelled incorrectly. And so Mulder says that, obviously, Dan Quayle is the running suspect of this murder oh my god that's a that i didn't catch that but i do love it (laughs) (laughs) but what if it was oh my god (laughs) just plays into my my dan quayle alternate universe theory oh yeah that was that was way 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 back huh oh yeah that was a, a while ago oof 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 so Mulder is says to Scully that this whole situation is not a murder, it's not a suicide, because Scully does say it's a suicide. It's hexcraft. Yes, he that is what he says. And you know what? He's yeah. right. <laughs> what are we? Like we're like uh, five, five minutes, minutes in? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys, he's right. Allison. Yeah. Is TV supposed to be boring. Is it, is what? <laughs> is TV, is this supposed to be boring? Oh, is it supposed to be boring? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is supposed to be boring. That's actually what every show is going for. A lot of them miss the mark really badly, though. Yeah, right? Oh. Yeah, like, God. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I am going through 99, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, really fast, and it's really sucks. I wish they were less interesting. I know it's like what all this stuff is happening, and then what there's like queer characters, and I'm like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be dull and uninteresting. Yeah, it makes me want to like cops, and that in itself is also not so good. So you know what? Be a little bit more boring, Brooklyn Nine Nine, please, if you don't mind. <laughs> so. There is a line that is uttered when Mulder and Scully interview the dad, and mm-hmm. it is this this line that was written down, I assume, in a script on several sheets of paper, um, was in itself a crime. Go on. And and they Mulder is asking the dad about the, the night, and uh, the father says, it was the greatest moment of my life. I Until... like that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. It's like your wife and daughter are right there, dude. <laughs> it's like he paused. He paused thinking about like, you know what? The award was still pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this doesn't really tarnish it that much. Like, what would happen if if you went to like Disney World and Disney World was absolutely empty so you got to ride every single fucking ride with like all your friends you had so much fun and then like your grandpapa died like eh, take the good take the bad <laughs> what if you like got to go to the very first like the pre-opening day of the new Star Wars world oh don't even get me started about the new Star Wars world you Allison. got to go like do everything first. You got to build your own lightsaber. You oh. didn't have to fight any kids for parts. And you got Fuck. to, like, go on the Millennium Falcon as many times as you wanted. And then you got home and your dog got murdered. <laughs> a dog murder or I get to go to the cantina and have a, a drink with my friend Chewbacca. Hello? Allison, it would be the greatest moment of my life until... <laughs> until... A dog murder. Until a dog murder. Who ding dong done it? I don't know. Maybe my snake. <laughs> Maybe a jealous neighbor who really wanted to go. And they're like, you picked the wrong color kyber crystal and I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Allison, I so want to talk about the new Star Wars land, but I won't. Why not? Because that's not why people came here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Why? You want to get my hot take on it? Yes! Oh, where do I begin? I think if I were to step foot in that land... Like, okay, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Um, Was this an episode of Epcot Sucks? Yeah, I think it must be. 
Epcot sucks Disneyland edition. Yeah. I think if I were to step through that line, I would be so overwhelmed and I probably would cry, but not because I like Star Wars, but because um, it's just like, apparently it's, it's like you're not even on Earth anymore. They yeah. did such a fucking good job. I've watched so many videos about this. It's so good. Though, I would- the, uh, the one thing that I did hear and I'm really excited about is all the fucking cast members are in character. Oh, really? Like, all the time? All the, all the time. It's like a Joe's Crap... Oh, wait. It's like a Dick Slash Resort in Disneyland. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. They're, like, mean to you. So, when you go to the cantina, they're, like... They're not... They're not, like... It's not like Disneyland. Disneyland, I mean, to be fair, the cast members are a little bit more grisly in Disneyland than Disney World. <laughs> that's just a California thing, I think. But they're like they're like short with you, and they call you names like you know. Oh, it's really good. Did someone try to sell you death sticks? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day. Um, Allison, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you have any enemies? <laughs> Now, I want you to think about this question and take it very seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say right now I don't have any enemies, but I am the kind of person who kind of likes to pick people who are in, like, a similar field to me and and just say, like, that person's my enemy. Well, that's a rivalry, though. Not the way I do it. An imaginary one. (laughs) (laughs) A very one-sided one. You don't have any enemies. You don't have any sworn enemies. I don't. Like, I don't really have anyone that I've deeply fucked over. I, I do. Oh, who's... Do you have enemies? Yes. Whomst? His name was Jeff. He was my 11, 11th grade boyfriend for one day. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to Salem, Massachusetts. And we went into the wax museum, and I was scared, and so I held his hand, and so apparently then we were dating, and then I went to school the next day, and and then I just ignored him, and so then he hated me, and he swore vengeance upon me. Wow. (laughs) To this day, Allison. God, breaking up with the first person you ever date is like the easiest thing in the world. Oh, it was great. It was so good. Like, in grade eight, you just don't, you just don't talk to them. Yeah, I had this boyfriend that was my first boyfriend that I only ever hung out with, like, at the pool on Thursday nights. Oh, that's romantic. I know. And we, like, never talked at school. And then after a couple weeks, I was, like, over it. So (laughs) I just was talking to these other two girls in the pool and um, they were like, oh, how's it going with this guy? And I was like, you know, I'm not really into him anymore. I guess I just wish we could break up. And they're like, oh, really? And then I turned around and he was standing right behind me. And I was <gasps> like, that was easy. That was, that's great. I know. I'm like, what's done is done. Don't got to worry about that. I just need to do that instead of pretending that I don't make eye contact with them anymore, which was <laughs> my way of breaking up with people up until second year of university. <laughs> Oh my god. I think yeah, there was the pool. I dumped a guy over uh over IM. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. He cried a lot. I felt really bad. <laughs> Ooh, heartbreaker. <laughs> the one that I hate is I fooled around with a guy and then I was embarrassed about it cuz I was in a weird place in my life and uh and then I found out he was dating one of my roommates and still is and so <laughs> when he came into my household i did not make eye contact purposefully you know what sometimes it's just uh it's a good tool to have in your toolbox <laughs> boy howdy and i you know what i i never realized you know i never put two and two together but that roommate really really did not like me by the end of our living situation and oh, I, I questioned why it's <laughs> so weird i have no idea she was a bitch anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So they can't they can't figure out if this doctor guy has any enemies. Yeah. 
Does the average person have enemies, Allison? I think so. I think there are people out there with enemies. Okay. That makes me feel better about the world then. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, have to try and figure out what happened to this this granddad. So they take him to the Marin County Morgue, which on the outside of it says MC Morgue, which is nice. my favorite DJ. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then Skelly says he has Kuru. What's Kuru? Uh, Kuru is a um, prion disease similar to Mad Cow that oh. um, uh, there was a particular tribe in Papua New Guinea that it was sort of like first emerged in and I think was the main place that it ever really um, uh, existed. But prion diseases you get from eating brain matter of the same species as you. Um, And this tribe had a practice of eating the brains of their dead loved ones as a way to um, sort of show gratitude to them. There's some interesting anthropological studies on it if you're interested in that kind of thing. Um, But basically what a prion disease does is it uh, then starts attacking your own brain and and it does cause some um, psychiatric issues. So like, yeah, so like mad cow then. Yeah. Ooh. So he, then the grandpapa cut his own throat then. And that's what they're positing. Okay. Um... We go to Mr. Petey. Mm-hmm. Who, and this, hey, can I say, the, can I say that just the worst landlord ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's pretty God. nosy. She, I don't even know where this would be allowed. She's going down the hall and she's sniffing something. She knocks on Mr. Petey's door. And she's like, you're not supposed to be cooking. I, I, she doesn't mean like meth, dude. <laughs> she means like food well i think he doesn't have a hot plate or anything so well how do you eat how do you eat well i think he's probably allowed to use the kitchen but he's just not supposed to cook in his room oh it's like a boarding house i think that's the case oh god i thought could you imagine like bringing some uh, like a bag full of mickey d's like into the hallway she's like i smell it i smell it you can't bring it in here <laughs> no food no s- and no corpses no smells <laughs> if she's is she just worried about like onion and garlic perforating throughout like the walls oh for sure but she wasn't she wasn't worried about the mighty stink that was he was brewing up no she was i think she's pretty worried about it <sighs> but uh but you know what stinky good so Stink. oh Hey, stinky real good. (laughs) So here's just a white southern dude doing some, it looks like to us like voodoo, but Mulder is very quick to correct it later on in the episode and saying that like, no, it's hexcraft. This is an Appalachian thing. Um, And don't worry, we heard your complaints about racism. So we like switched it up a bit. This time he's white. Also, can I talk about Mr. Petey's, uh, the smallest eyes I have ever seen on a human being? (laughs) Really? Oh, God. He had a skeleton-like quality, and his eyes were real sunken in, so they were like two little pinpricks. Yeah, they really picked an actor that would sell the whole, like, creepy hillbilly angle that they were clearly going for. (sighs) He doesn't talk much in this, uh... Poor, uh, talking to the the landlord, but when we see him talking first to the doctor, um, it's as if this man walked straight out of a Stephen King novel and just never looked back. Yeah, it's kind of like you're being hit over the head with a baseball bat, and then when you look at the bat, the bat said, this man is uneducated on it. <laughs> Thief. Ugh. Uh, so, what is the... What's the whole thing? He, uh, Mulder says that the, the whole posit is the doctor has an enemy and this enemy is using hexcraft and the hexcraft he's giving specifically diseases to people uh, so they die a horrible death. Yeah. Okay. But why? Well... We find out when his wife befalls a mysterious illness. Ooh. She gets all kind of boils. 
Yeah, it looks boils. Uh, pretty nasty. Don't lance them or do. <laughs> wait, um, what do you wait? What do you get when you have the black plague? Boils. I think they have a special name. Bul 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 bulbos bul bulbos 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 yeah <laughs> the bubonic plague yeah nailed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he takes her to the hospital. He's like, I'm going to fix you with modern medicine. Mm-hmm. And then Mulder's like, I don't think you can because magic. And then he's like, well, lasers, I'm going to try. So Mulder gets, basically gets into the doctor's head and saying, look, there, there is someone outside doing this. And the doctor looks up to see, uh, like what kind of patients he's treated. Yeah. Well, cause because first the, the guy runs into him. He runs into yeah, Petey. Yeah, that's right. Petey comes by and he's like, you'll never fix your wife because of what you did to me. And the doctor's like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Um, and I got to say that the actor who plays Oral Petey is giving everything. Oh, and, he's uh, he is making some strong choices. <laughs> Are they good choices? I don't know. Okay. Um, but he's like, yeah, you... You treated my... He doesn't give any useful information, actually. No. He's just, like, gives the name of his his daughter that we don't know yet is his daughter. And he's like, you remember her? And then the doctor's like, no, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, you will. I'm just going to give you some time. Is this kind of commentary on, like, um, on how, like, doctors treat people like numbers? No. Is that no. Because it was a Jane Doe. He genuinely didn't know her name. Okay. I thought it was, I don't know what the message of this whole thing was. So I was trying to piece it together, but I got bored. Oh, I mean, I can tell you what they intended. Tell me, please. They, um, well, basically they had dropped another script. And so they had to write this one very quickly. Um, oh. And they intended to write a story about modern medicine versus backyard supernatural acts. Okay. Or backyard supernatural arts. Um, producer David Amon explained that the inspiration for the story was the question, what if you have a doctor who is prosperous but has a dark page from his past that comes back to haunt him? Um, Spotnitz later elaborated that the story initially was going to be, how do you get rid of something that you can't get rid of? However, the writers soon found this storyline difficult to develop. And by Spotnitz's own admission, the story started to evolve into a Cape Fear type of situation. Oh, uh, no, please. I'll have Cape Fear any day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, he digs through his files and he finds this Jane Doe. Um, and he realizes that it was this woman that was in a bus crash and she was in terrible pain. So he euthanized her with morphine. Uh Uh-huh. That is not ethical, is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's um, actually ethical, but I would say that everyone seems a uh, pretty cool about it. Allison, this man has an award. So, <laughs> he's the best doctor even though he killed a woman without her consent. You know, it's made out of glass, so you got to just put your trust in him. <laughs> But can we just talk about at the very end of the episode how Scully's like, I would have done the exact same thing. And Mulder says, seems pretty cut and dry to me. (laughs) Really, dog? So what we've learned from the X-Files is once you're dead, no one will look for your body. And also doctors can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, yeah. Euthanasia? All good here. You're in pain. I'll just murder you. (laughs) No, I just broke my leg. Please. (laughs) It's just bad. It's a bad thing to be like, this is fine. Uh, But you know (sighs) what? (sighs) Stinky's good. Yeah? Stink is good. Stinky is good. Yeah. Um, So is the Baphomet on the floor of this store that Mulder and Skelly go to. Tell me about it. There's a, you know, they go to this little magic store, and on the floor there's a little uh, pentagram, um, and it's got a little goat Baphomet in it, and he's real cute. (laughs) 
Oh, you mean when they walk into the Portlandia sketch? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I, 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 uh, that woman was straight off of like a fucking sketch show, my dude. Oh, that was just Fred Armisen for sure. <laughs> um, so to find to find what the hell is going on, I guess because Mulder guessed this, you know, within the first four minutes, they go into. Is this like literally a hex craft store? Oh yeah. And uh they asked the woman there, the owner, like, hey, what would you want? How could we like kill someone but with a disease? Say I wanted to give someone Kuru. <laughs> and she's like, ah. Uh. And then she brings out a small little boy. Yep. A pocket boy. A pocket a pocket boy. And uh, uh, she says, this is a poppet, and poppets are famous from kids reading them in grade 11 when they read The Crucible, and that's how everyone knows about a poppet. And you you stick stuff in it, and you put a picture in there, and, and it's like, you can do shit to it. Courtney, can I tell you, I was supposed to read The Crucible, and <gasps> I uh, just didn't. <laughs> So how'd you get away with it, bud? Oh, I'm a good liar. Are you? Oh, yeah. Do you know how many things I was supposed to read that I didn't read over the course of my life? A lot. <laughs> Can I tell you, as a grade 12 teacher, I do the same thing. <laughs> I yeah, give my students books or short stories that I've never read, and we read it out loud together, and I just kind of make some guesses. And then halfway through, you're like, this got weird. Well, my favorite thing is asking the students what they think the theme is. And I'm, yeah, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) Probably right, Kenny. So right now, my kids are doing literature circles where they pick their own book and they do little portfolios. And I make them make their own quiz questions, Allison. And then they answer them. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) It's great. I love it. Ah, so that is the answer we get, that this is a hex. And then she also says that he probably has a charm. Ooh. Um, we we also find that, what is a poultice? Uh, a poultice is like, um, a bunch of medicines that are, or like, like medicinal herbs or, uh, healing things that are put together in like a little bundle and then I think they're supposed to be like placed on the site of pain. Oh. So it's not like if I put a bunch of lactes in my mouth and chew it all up and spit it in my hand and then rub it on my tummy? I don't think so. <laughs> really? No. Okay. Well, the it's it's hinted at what this charm is because the landlady comes back um and uh, she keeps smelling that gross smell, but, uh, Mr. Petey gives her a poultice for her back and it's very good. It's so good. It works, it works so good. good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about popping corn. Can we please talk about popping corn? Alice. <laughs> oh, do you, do you take off that, that G? Oh yeah. There's no G on that popping corn. Oh my God. Why did they write this man to be this way? Because he's a West Virginia stereotype. That's so bad. <laughs> I hate it. Mr. Petey goes to the hospital. I know. Why? I, know. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's no real reason <laughs> for him Petey to goes be there. The ho- oh no, he goes to yeah, to do a, yeah. a bad MRI thing. Um yeah, he takes the, he pop, he pop of the corn. And then he pop of the lady. <laughs> okay, you can't say that. I can't. Hey, just did. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this is, okay, so she goes into the MRI machine. The wife. Her husband's, yeah, the wife, the husband's trying to fix her. Um, and the daughter's there and he's like, it's going to be okay. Your mom looks so much better. And then um, while she's in the MRI machine, she gets apparently like insane radiation burns to the point where her entire body is fried to a crisp. Oh, like, yeah. Worse radiation burns than even people inside Chernobyl during the accident received. Um, so that seems impossible. Uh, and then he's, 
as he's talking to Mulder and Skelly about it, he's like, there was no malfunction. I don't know what happened. But as she's in the machine, you can clearly see on the screen inside the um, where the doctors are that it oh, just yeah. says malfunction on the screen. So what's yeah. the truth? And my A-plus uh, background boy, who wasn't a background boy, because he did have one line, and he looked at that malfunction screen, and he turned around and he said, Doctor? <laughs> now, if you put a body in a microwave, dude, I just assume they blow up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, confusion about what microwaves are and radiation and how everything oh, works. Okay. Because, like, when you put a marshmallow in the microwave, it pops. Yeah. It doesn't like, it's not like putting it in the fire. What? People aren't marshmallows. Marshmallows is people, Allison. Okay, I'm squishy inside. So you were, you were looking for more of a uh, Ghostbusters Stay Puff situation here. Hells yeah. <laughs> well, you were disappointed. <laughs> Though I did like this body horror where her feet was okay, her feet was sticking out, and the rest of her was like, fine pit barbecue. I just, I just think these people have no idea how radiation works. That's no. All. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um. Do I just finish this fucker? Yeah, let's, let's wrap this baby up in a little blanket. I was like, okay. So where is where does the daughter come in? Okay, so they go try to... It, basically, the doctor has to come clean with Mulder and Scully about everything that he knows. And he knows that he had worked on this woman and euthanized her. And they were like, yep. that seems cool. Uh, and <laughs> No they go one and he- questions anything. Not a single person. Um, and they go exhume her body and her coffin is empty. Uh-oh. So they're like, okay, well, we know where the body is. Uh, <laughs> and then the landlady goes back to his room and she's like, I need a little re-up on my poultice. Um, and he's not there. So she lets herself in and then she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were sleeping because the, the body is in the bed and it's in pretty that gross. bed. That's a dirt boy you can remember. That is a little dirt boy that you can set your watch to. Now, now I have a question for you, the body expert, Allison. Oh, yeah. That skelly man still had hair, but no face. That is true. How does that happen? I think, I don't know. I don't remember much about hair, but I think, I think it does decay pretty slowly. Was it a weave? (laughs) yeah it was a weave that went all the way down to the skull got it (laughs) um so she's like ah and then the um the guy gives her a disease a bad one at that flesh eating even oh yeah um and then Mulder. okay so Mulder and scully Mulder sends scully and the dad and the sister to a cabin in the woods where they'll be safe Uh um and then he waits with this other uh police officer and then the police officer is watching tv and he's like wow look at that that's wild um because it's about the landlady getting a disease disease. yeah and then Mulder takes right off (laughs) bye bye and then he goes to the boarding house and he's like hmm took her head okay good to know (laughs) uh and then in the cabin scully who i will say spends this entire episode basically being wallpaper um is there to protect these two but then the guy comes and he's got the head of his daughter in a box and uh he 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 just gives everyone a disease he says Hey Scully, you blind now? And she's like, "Oh no, I'm blind. I'm as I can't. I can't do anything. I can't see." And uh, and she he starts stabbing yep. the doctor. And then who is mm-hmm. here to rescue? It's Mulder, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, uh, yeah. And so, then we go to yeah. the back to the hospital, and and Petey is there, and they're like, "Oh, this old West Virginia." Son of a bitch. Um, and then they're all like, they all agree that euthanasia is good and should be done. And um, which like, now I will say, <laughs> when the when the patient's like, doc, kill me, I can agree with yeah. that. But when the doctor's yes. like, I know what to do here and I have the moral authority to carry it out, that I'm against. Especially when it's like, 
she was screaming a lot, and I felt like it would be better if she didn't scream so much. Yeah, he's like, she only got 20 minutes left. What's that, an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? She doesn't need it. Uh, You always need an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Allison. (laughs) Always. Oh, so, uh... That's it. Let's rate this fucker. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I will have a nap. Five is I will never sleep. I'm going to give this like a one. Because that body horror was pretty good. Yeah, it had some stuff going on. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means this is a great episode and I'm not mad. All the way to our new worst episode (gasps) ever, first person shooter. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to give this episode a seven. Ooh, okay. It had some, like, lousy stereotypes, and it seemed to posit that, you know, um, it's cool for doctors to just kill patients if they think that it's the right thing to do. Um, But it wasn't the worst. I guess. Um, One thing I do want to suggest is uh, if you do have any interest at all in Appalachian folk medicine and you want to know what it's really about or or like, there is a great podcast called Sawbones that has an episode on Appalachian folk medicine. And this podcast is from two people from West Virginia, one of whom is a doctor. So um, I recommend that. It's called Sawbones. Yeah, that is a good one. If you ain't listening to Sawbones, what you doing? Yeah, it's fun. It's good. <gasps> Allison, I um, yes. I do want to take your hand and whisk you away to Fan Fiction Fuck Corner. Please, please whisk um, me. But... <laughs> uh, but first, I think we should tell the Space Cadets about uh, Major Cast Network. Let's do it. Yeah. We're just... We're a big group of podcasts. We're all a bunch of... Funny jerks who like to talk about things and stuff. And if you like us, you might like this podcast. Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor, but then afterwards you realized it wasn't worth your time? Well, our time is worth nothing. I'm Katie. And I'm Lenny. And together we host the Filmographers. Every month we pick an actor and watch everything they've done. Then we report back to you so you know everything to decide if it's worth your time. So check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes the first week of every month. I fucking love that podcast. Yeah. And if you really like a lot of our podcasts, we're on Patreon, right, Allison? Yep, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash majorcasts. And even just a buck a month really helps us, uh, you know, offset our, our costs and keep the network going. Google's is expensive. Yes. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Now, here's the thing. Allison, the fan fiction fuck corner, um, it's been it's been redeveloped a little bit to include anything that has to do with real live texts and uh also fucking, correct? Okay. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. We did a little reno. Allison, I'm gonna bring to the fan fiction fuck corner and to you a small zine called Canadatum, a sensual guide to Canada's roadside attractions. <gasps> I'm excited. Well, this is uh, from a local artist. Their website is CAG Comics, K-A-G-C-O-M-I-X.com. Uh, they're from Vancouver, and... Um, they had a little zine called Canadatum. Now, Allison, can you, do you have a favorite roadside attraction that you know of that you either visited or, or that um, maybe you think the space cadets should know about from Canada? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. Because my family was not a roadside attraction family. Oh, no. Uh, my family was a go hiking in the woods for five days family. Ugh. Um, that's the worst. Yeah. So I would say Coombs. I think Coombs is mine. Got it. Now, here's the thing. Coombs is great, but I want to tell you a little bit about the potato person. <gasps> what? 
The potato person is from Maugerville, New Brunswick. It's just a giant potato person in the side of the road. You can Google it, and it is terrifying. Is it made of potato? Uh, no. It's just, it, it's a big, it's a big, like, statue. So it looks like potatoes. It's a potato person. Look, it is okay, a potato person. Okay, okay. If Mr. Peanut had a cousin who was a potato... Okay. Are you Googling it? Is it happening? I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah, you see? You see it? I've gotten something that is not what I really thought it was going to (laughs) be. And uh, what? Okay. I've I've put in potato person and I've gotten quite a scary picture. New Brunswick. what should I? Okay. New Brunswick. Oh, no. Thank you. (laughs) I pooped myself. Oh, no. Uh, Specifically. Specifically, Harvey's Big Potato Man. He's quite frightening, isn't he? Yeah, he's... That's why they um, they actually wanted to remove him. <laughs> okay. He's got a claw. Yeah. He does have a very terrifying claw. Now, uh, what this zine says about the potato person from New Brunswick... Um, There's so much to love about this potato. The strong knees. The terrifyingly spindly arms. The deep, soulful eyes. However, I can't, I can never really trust someone who wears a top hat. I just can't. Sorry, lose the hat, then let's fuck. (laughs) So that is, that is the potato person. Um... (laughs) The next one I want you and our space cadets to look up is um, a roadside attraction called Big Bad John. Okay. And Big Bad John is from Lake Nipigon in Ontario. And it's just like a real tall boy. He's very tall. And he's okay. a very good boy. And he's what, a beautiful boy. Yeah. And what they say about him is, you know what? I adore this guy. I don't think he's as bad as the writing on his chest says. Is he uncomfortably long? Yeah. Does he have a mustache? Yeah. But I don't think that makes him inherently bad. I might even go so far as to say that one of those things is my specific fetish. I won't Ah! tell you which one, and you better not ask me. Would I date him, buddy? He stands on the edge of a lake. Of course I'm gonna date him. (laughs) I feel a kinship with this person. He's, yeah, it, this comic is very good. And the last one is, the, the last roadside attraction is the snowman, uh, and I know this one, from Beardmore, Ontario. Oh, no. Yep. Wow, okay. Well, I would like you to know that I did find it, but I did spell Ontario Onatrion. <laughs> Onatrial. Look. Look at this big cool guy. Okay, look, here's the thing. That is the world's largest snowman in in Ontario. There is only one sentence about this snowman in this in the zine, and it is I would only date this man if I truly and honestly wanted to get murdered. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, it's uh it's now here's the thing, Allison. Um, I will that that little boy, that snowman, did get updated. So the one you see uh, is the updated version. I am sending you the original version just so you can see uh, why it is a little murdersome. Oh, good because this one I'm like, oh god, okay, yeah, I just clicked on it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's up to something. He's got something going on. That's not great. I'm afraid of him. Hey, the 1960s in Beardmore was a wild place, huh? The sunglasses really uh, helped. I think what we should do is I should we should put these three roadside attractions up on our Twitter, and mm-hmm. we should put a poll about which one you'd fuck. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. Yeah. And uh, Space Cadets, if there are any roadside attractions that you definitely would or wouldn't fuck or that you're on the fence about, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Or let us know on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at doublexfiles. We love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, I would fuck the thing. The thing. 
Yeah, in Arizona. Oh, yeah. I'll tell yeah. you, I definitely wouldn't fuck. If you say Jake the Alligator Man, I swear to God. No, I was the big gnome on Vancouver Island. Oh, yeah. No, I'd fuck with him. That's just moldy as fuck. <laughs> Oh, I, I think we got to do predictions, my dude. I think we do. And it is your turn to predict. And I didn't get any points because yeah. there's no baby and there's no heist. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it going to be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. So you're at one and a half? Yes. And I'm at two and a half. Yes. And this episode... I'm just going to send you more pictures of the snowman, by the way. Oh, great. I love nightmares. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this episode is season seven, episode 15, and the title is On a Knee. On a Knee? E-N-A-M-I. I I can't spell things. So in Francais, it means as a friend. As a friend? As a friend. Oh, no. Are they going to fuck? Oh, I sure hope not. Allison. Okay. How about this? Um, Scully starts dating. And Mulder gets weirdly jealous and says that actually who she's dating is a serial killer. And it turns out Mulder is right. Courtney, I want to give you a hint. Oh, do you? Okay. Or not not a hint, but just some information that I feel like you should know. Please. Is Shia LaBeouf in it? (laughs) In season 11, there were flashbacks to this episode. Oh, God. I don't remember season 11, my dear. (laughs) Okay. That's chill. That's chill. Uh, God. No. No. Drawing a complete blank. (laughs) It's cool. Uh, I'm going to stick with what I said. Okay. Sounds good. Half point for Skelly dating, half point for Mulder being jealous and also right. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Is that it? That is it, my friend. Yeah. 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 We finished. I finished. Let's finish (laughs) together. Okay. 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 Until next time. The The truth truth is is out there. there. Man, I really want, you know what? I kind of do want to date some roadside attractions now. (laughs) I mean, you already uh, pretty much got married to Jake, right? That's true. I am am the bride of Jake, and I'm really proud of it. Mm, I'm proud of you, too. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.